Good morning, Norman Gabriel here, foremost authority on all things that matter. Today I want to talk about Joe Flacco. Now, he's he's been in the league since 2008, so that means he's in his 10th 10th year here. Um, and the question is, what do we do? What do we? I mean, we definitely keep him uh, as the Ravens, as a Ravens fan, as a Ravens organization. I mean, you got two more years. You're paying him way too much money to really do anything or about. Uh, so cutting him is not an option ever. Now, the question, that's not even a question, but the question is, is do you start looking for the replacement now? And my answer to that would be no. Reason being, um, I just don't think we've ever gave him full devotion since he's gotten his contract. And what I mean by full devotion, I mean that we haven't gave him the weapons that Matt Ryan has, that Philip Rivers, that Ben Roethlisberger has had. Now, uh, we haven't given him as much as Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady doesn't have an all-star cast of receivers, but he has a a Hall of Fame tight end that may be the best tight end weapon ever. And I just don't know if you can say Joe Flacco ever had any type of weapon in his career that would be considered uh, historic, great. I mean, the closest thing would be Anquan Bolden, and that was uh, that wasn't the Anquan Bolden of the Cardinals era, the you know the Arizona Cardinals era, but that was the Anquan Bolden starting to tail down his career. But he was still effective with us. I mean, we won a Super Bowl with him, so can't complain. He was very short-handed. Uh, he didn't really get open or separation anymore, but he could catch the ball in traffic. He could locate the ball when the ball was tossed up, and. Flacco hasn't had anything like that since. I guess you could say Steve Smith, but like I say, said in previous segments, uh, his catch radius was so small. Guy being five eight five nine, you know, not not the, the 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 biggest of targets. And I just would like to see in the last two years of this contract, giving Joe what he needs to be most effective. Let's see what Joe can do when he has the proper tools. People question Joe's uh, decision-making, and rightfully so. I mean, he's made some very boneheaded plays in the regular season. I mean, uh, a Monday night game against Jacksonville, meaningless as it may be when Jacksonville was not a good team. You know, Joe may have a, a just a terrible game. Two interceptions, maybe no touchdowns, even a fumble, things of that nature. But I always said this about Joe when I get into the barbershop uh, discussions is that Joe plays his best football, much like Eli, in the playoffs. You know, those guys just had that demeanor of uh, kind of a dead personality. But that ice water running through their veins makes them very good in high-pressure situations. I mean, even just two years ago, when we're making that, when he, we're making that push for the playoffs, and he drove the ball down the field against Pittsburgh and scored they had 53 seconds left, and we just couldn't hold water. But he did his part. Um, I like Joe. I want to get Joe two to three quality weapons, and I believe we got one of them now with Crabtree. A fairly short-handed guy, uh, good size, should be a good chain mover, able to move the chains, get those first downs. I'd like to get him a quality tight end. And Ben Watson didn't do bad last year, but, you know, Somebody that doesn't have gray hair, possibly. Um, someone with some speed, some size that can also block, if possible. I mean, if we can find that out there. Now, John Brown 
from Arizona is more like a uh, I, I, from what I from what I've seen of him, he reminds me a bit of Deshaun Jackson with the getting down the field ability, a little bit of a speed burner. Um, still on the smallest side, I believe he is a five ten area, but I, you know, that should go well with Flacco because he has the big arm. Now the thing about him is that. I don't know how well he can high point the ball. And that's been one of my dreams for Flacco. Uh, since Anquan, which he could do that, you know, but he wasn't a burner either. I would love to get him a burner that can high point the ball, that can track the ball in the air. He can just lob it up, and that guy can run to the position where the ball is going. Uh, we've seen in the past that Flacco's had these receivers that if that ball is not pinpoint on target, you know, they did. They just lose it. I mean, the defender will go to the ball before other receivers that we've had will go to the ball. Now, Flacco is not a stats guy. I mean, his stats have come up a little bit as far as yardage and things of that nature, but I'm not a big stats guy. I believe Joe Montana was never a big stats guy. He wasn't going to light it up like Dan Marino did, but he would be more effective winning with his team. Uh same thing with Tom Brady in the early part of his career. I mean, Tom Brady puts up a ton of stats now. He's had the most yards ever in a playoff game in, in his uh, past year's Super Bowl. And he's had a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns in the last, uh, probably since 2007 with that Randy Moss team. But prior to that, when they won, Tom was not a stats guy. He just was effective at winning, making the key throws when needed, move the chains when needed. And I'm fine with Flacco being that. I'm fine with boistering him with his quality running game, making a serious commitment to the run, and giving him a chance to do what he does best, which is play action pass. For the life of me, I cannot understand why we do we run the ball, we run the ball, we do a few play action passes, we move the ball, and then it's like first and ten, and then we just go to the shotgun for three plays and have a three and out. It seems like we should have learned from the Gary, Gary Kubiak days in 2014 how effective Flacco was that year. That was his best year uh, at regular season play. And I believe that the play action pass buys him extra time. Um, it allows the receivers to get a little extra moment of deception if they fake the block and then go to running or what have you, running their route or what have you. Um, I believe that's where Flacco was most effective. If we can consistently run the ball 30 times a game, and, you know, I understand there are going to be games when you're completely stopped, you're not getting any any push up on the line, things of that nature, and that does happen, yes. But I've seen plenty of times just last year with Alex Collins where we ran the ball effectively. He had less than 20 carries in a game, or 20, definitely less than 25 carries in a game, but he was averaging, he was leading the league in average per carry. Uh, I think it was 5.1 at one point in time which I don't understand uh, why we didn't use that to set up play action on a more regular basis. That is where Joe Flacco was most effective. He did really well with Ray Rice. He did really well with Joe Justin Forsett the year we had uh, Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, um, you know, off the of play action passing. So that just opens up play action passing. But that opens up throwing the ball further down the field, whereas where Flacco was most effective at as well throwing the ball 15 to 20 yards or further down the field. Uh, that comes really easy to do. It becomes much easier to do when you have 
play action because you're holding those linebackers, you're holding those safeties at the line of scrimmage. It gives the offensive weapons, uh, receivers, tight ends, a chance to get behind them or definitely to get one-on-one coverage because the safeties have to uh, help out with the run when you're running the ball. And, and when you're doing that fake, they have to hold up. I mean, they, they can't just drop back because then you get gaping holes in that run game. So that has to be one of the keys. We have to complement Flacco with the play-action pass. Now, if we could just get a, a, a burner. Now, I, I like to say I wish we could develop receivers. Um, developing Bashar Perriman should be priority. I mean, they should have this guy working over the summer. He should be staying at one of the uh, at the wide receivers coach's house for at least two weeks of every month in the offseason. And, and working on this guy, man, he should be catching the ball all the time. He should be tossing him balls. I watched that Tom versus Tom thing, and I watched how Tom just worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. He worked on it with his receivers. Edelman is just hanging out at his house. They're just working on routes and, and, and patterns and catching radius and the whole nine yards. And Brashad Perriman should be even with Flacco or with the wide receivers coach. He should be able to catch the ball at his top speed. Locate the ball in the air. I mean, give it your all, man. This may be your last year in the league, not just with the Ravens, in the league if you don't do it. And Flacco could definitely use the weapon. He needs a speed burner. So one of my major points here is that Flacco's weapons have been a little subpar compared to the competition that you kind of grade him against. Um, If we give Flacco the tools that he needs or at least uh, that... I guess the fan would want him to have, or I'd hope the coaches that would want him to have as well. I believe Flacco could exceed uh, what he's done in the last five years or so where he hasn't been, uh, well, four years or so. I think 2014 was pretty good. He's put up some yards in these last few years, but, you know, we haven't had what we want out of Flacco. So, um, right now, when I compare him to, let's say, once again, Matt Ryan, uh, you know, they're, they're separated by about 7,000 yards for their career in a, in a 10-year span, uh, with Matt Ryan having the better of that. And Matt Ryan also has 60 more touchdown passes, I believe. Um, and, and the reason that, ha- that, that happens is Matt Ryan has had a ton more talent. But I do believe uh, Flacco has made the most out of his pressure situations as opposed to Matt Ryan. Um, and I definitely would take Matt, Matt Ryan. I mean, uh, apologies. I would take Flacco above Matt Ryan. And I believe that if we get him the talent like Matt Ryan has, we'll see uh, a lot of marked improvement from Flacco's pay, play. Guys who can get open. Guys who can, uh, who can block very well. Guys who are playmakers. You know, Matt Ryan and a lot of the other quarterbacks are a benefit of being able to throw a five-yard pass to a guy who can make a move and a stiff arm, and 60 yards later, he's in the end zone. I just don't believe Flacco's had a lot of that in his career, and uh, that that makes a world of difference. Um, like I said, he can make all the throws. I think he's fairly intelligent. I don't know. Matter of fact, let me break into this point because this is very important. Flacco has had a number, a numerous amount of offensive coordinators, 
offensive systems. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning, he ran one system for 20 years. You know, Tom Brady's been winning one system for 19, you know, 18 years. Uh, Drew Brees been in one system with, with the Saints for the last 10 plus years, over 10 years. That's so, I mean, that makes all the world of difference. Every year, for several years, I mean, and I think this is only the second time in his career he's had the same offense for two years. You know, Flacco's had to learn a new system. I mean, everything's changing on him. If he could just have this, some consistency, that would make a world of difference in this game as well. But raw talent, tools, uh, a lot being stacked against him, I think he still made it for a pretty decent career. And I think if we can just keep some consistency, which I guess we have to keep Monty Mordenwig, but I'm not a big fan of his play calling because he just goes to this shotgun for no apparent reason when something else is working. But I'd rather him stay in that than switch to another system again. And then again, and then again. So hopefully uh, we'll stay in the same system. We'll get him some weapons. That should be the focus of our draft. Uh, you know, three or four players to our draft. I know we did pretty good in free agency so far. Um, I, and let's work on these receivers and these tight ends, man. I mean, we, we got guys who have some physical talent. I don't know how well we develop them as opposed to, let's say, uh, Pittsburgh. And the reason I use Pittsburgh is because it seems like whoever they get, Antonio Holmes, they draft Antonio Brown, and yeah, he was a great guy anyway, went to a small college. Uh, you know, Martavius Bryant, Juju Schuster, guys who are not household names become household names in that system. And you may want to give ben, Big Ben that credit, but I don't. I, I I think they develop guys, man. I truly believe they develop them. They, they get the guys that have the right physical attributes they're looking for, and then they're able to develop them. And I think that's what we have to do for Flacco. And then also, like I said, get, get him some a, a decent tight end. Get him a running back that can make that can catch the ball, actually run a route out of the backfield. And if you just get one guy that's not the greatest, and if that's all he does is run routes out the backfield, let's get him something like that. Let's get him some of the other weapons that these uh some of the weapons that some of these other quarterbacks have around the league. And let's see what he can do and stop grading him on this curve of what he's doing when he doesn't it's not it's not apples to uh, oranges. I mean apples to apples, it's apples to oranges what it is, is because he doesn't have or has never had the kind of talent these guys have had, and he's made the most of it when he has had talent. We had a decent running back in Ray Rice. Every year we made the playoffs. When he had a decent uh, receiver who could catch the ball all the time, we won the Super Bowl. I mean, we had a number of years where we should have been the Super Bowl. The drop catch to uh, Hoosman Zada at the end of his career. The drop catch to Anquan Bolden one year as well. The drop catch by Lee Evans in the end zone in, 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 in Patriots uh, Gillette Stadium. That should have been a touchdown. And, of course, then we had the, punt, the, the kind of kick after that that should have tied the game. But Lee Evans should have caught that ball for a touchdown. He had the ball in his hands. So Flacco's been the recipient of a subpar play. And I know it sounds like a Flacco apologist, but this is my true beliefs in the matter. Please feel free to chime in. I'll respond to whatever you guys uh, send my way. Uh, looking forward to drop a few more of these things for you guys as well. I'm going to do something about the NCAA and should they be paying some of these athletes or not. I'm going to do that very soon as well. You guys have a good one.